Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferno. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. We're recording late Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, on our way home from school. Uh, I just wanted to share some thoughts about belief and belief systems and uh, share a story about little guy that I've been uh, coaching and working with an eight, eight nine-year-old tackle football sea level if you will um, over the course of the last couple months so I'm a volunteer coach working with eight nine-year-olds I'm one of six coaches that help support and facilitate the growth of eight nine-year-olds first time playing tackle football um, in our community and I am the co-defensive coordinator because two coaches are allowed to be out in the field at the same time. And I just so happen to be one of the defensive coordinators. And we got a little guy on our team. And uh, when I say little, he is nine years old. I'm 99% sure that my five-year-old is bigger than him, both uh, height, weight. But this little guy, he's playing football and he tries really hard. And um, a couple weeks into the season, like the end by the end of August, before we had a, our first game, one of the like competitions and drills that we do is, uh, you know, you, you you stand on the goal line and you run to the ten yard line and back, take a break, and then we blow the whistle and the kids run to the twenty yard line and back to the end zone. And this one little guy uh, is just like cruising and crushing everybody like he's not even out of breath like he's just like able to go 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 um and it's like he never gets tired so in the beginning of september it's like man buddy it's like you ever thought about like joining track like joining a club in the area because like you are crushing everybody in our warm-ups and all these drills like it just comes easy to him and it doesn't seem like he ever gets really tired. So I pulled him aside one day after practice, right? This little guy, he's nine years old, he's in fourth grade. And uh, I said, you know, if you ever wanna talk more about track, let me know and we could see if we could set something up for you. And he said, okay, no problem. So let's see, a couple weeks go by and he's still like beating everybody. And his dad's one of the assistant coaches too. And I said, hey, you know, like he uh, doesn't ever seem to get tired and he does really well in these drills, both like short distance and more longer distance, these warm ups and things. I was like, you know, he's at the age that he could compete in track or like join a track club where somebody could help like facilitate that growth for him if it's something that he's interested in because he clearly enjoys running and being competitive and beating everybody here. Now, in the football field, he plays uh, cornerback and sometimes uh, safety, and um, he gets his share of, of uh, playing time. He doesn't like being very physical necessarily, but he is able to run kids down from behind, and basically we just tell him to play safety and make sure that nobody gets behind you. And if they do, chase them down and tackle them. So he's really good at that. So let's see, today's Wednesday, last Thursday of practice, mom approaches me and says,
has said, uh, you know, you, you really got our son excited. We're really interested in uh, trying track. You know, what can you do for us? So I, I put her in contact and I shared some information with her about um, local clubs in the greater Rochester area that support youth athletes. I said, you know, if, if you reach out and you're not really interested in some of these other coaching clubs, I was like, let me know. I'll be able to you know, help facilitate something. Uh, not a problem. I was like, I have a, a track club and we're registered and everything is legit. Um, and we could, you know, work on skills and drills and things. And she said, well, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, yesterday after practice, after maybe a few weeks of, of this little guy and I having conversations about track, he said, uh, he said, thank you so much for believing in me. I don't want to get too emotional here. And um, letting me know that you're proud of me and that I'm doing a good job. And I was like, oh, buddy, you know, you're, you're doing a great job. Like, you, you, you do really well in the field. You follow directions. Like, we don't have to worry about you being out of position, which is true. I'm not going to lie to this nine-year-old because we have nine-year-olds that still have no idea what they're doing out on the field. They don't know what position they're playing. They don't know what they're supposed to do. But this little guy gets it. So if he was, let's say, as big as my son, or even maybe four or five inches taller, uh, uh, as big as my oldest, he would be a monster on the field. But he just hasn't grown yet, right? And I was thinking, uh, and I was talking to Dad after practice, and I said, hey, you know, this is what what your son said. I'm not going to use his name. And uh, I said, you know, I really appreciate that. And I was like, that he took the time. He's like, oh my gosh, he's like, that's all he ever talks about is now his track and field, and he wants to watch on YouTube, and he wants to do all these different things. And I just saw how interesting that is, that this little guy who um, is playing football, and I don't know if I'm, you know, the first person who's ever said, you know, nice job, or I believe in you, or you're doing, you know, good work, because he is. Um, I'm going to have to, like I said, worry about him on the field, because he knows where he needs to go and he knows what his role and responsibility is but like just to, just to have a conversation with a nine-year-old about uh being thanked for for believing in me and, and telling me that i'm doing a good job and it just gets me thinking like when we talk about coach athlete relationships and things right like there's a lot at that that's been written at that uh, like older middle school, high school level, where uh, more competitive like club teams, club athletes, or at least where similar findings to what I have found, or similar findings to what many others have found um, about the relationship between uh, or the perceived relationship from the athlete and the coach and expectations and performance and things, right? Goal attainment, goal achievement. And uh, this little guy has gotten so much better from day one. And I'm not saying that it was a conversation that he and I had about running track, uh, but, but how athletes at this age respond to how adults speak to them and engage them. Now, the, you, on the flip side, there are some other coaches in the league that 
that uh, might have a different approach approach on coach-athlete relationships, where it's more about uh, winning at the eight, nine-year, eight and nine-year-old group, as opposed to you know putting them and putting kids in positions to be successful. <clears throat> excuse me, and stay safe, right, healthy with being football. And um, I look at my college coaching career and some of the college athletes that I've worked with that, um, you know, the conversations that we have as adults with our young adults, our 19, or 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, right, um, they do have lasting impacts and they do have lasting residuals um, depending on how, you know, those interactions go and, and positive or negative. Um, but it really does go to show the power of the spoken word and getting eye to eye with a youngster and telling them great job and I believe in you and I think you're doing great work. Uh, and kids that age, if anybody's in education, or maybe you're not, uh, working with that third to fourth grade age group, fifth grade, fifth grade age group, uh, kids are able to see through if you're not being genuine with them and if you're not being honest, uh, they know. It's like a sixth or seventh sense, right? Like they know what's, what's going on. But if, if you as the adult that's working with the athlete, regardless of their age, and you share that information with them, I believe in you, nice job, thank you so much for coming today, I really appreciate it. It really goes a long way. And I think that's really important for us to consider as coaches, as individuals, um, how that engagement, taking the temperature, you know, getting a read on, on our athletes when they come to practice, that, uh, you know, deep down they're just kids, right? Like, they're 18 or 19 year old kids, they're playing a game for most of them, right? If they're not in tracks, not necessarily a game. how we engage and how we work with that makes all the difference in the world. And I believe in that wholeheartedly, that um, all things being equal, how we interact and the, the perceived quality of our relationship with those athletes is what's gonna make the difference, right? It's gonna make the difference in competition. It's gonna make the difference in practices that lead up to competitions. It's gonna make the difference in summer sessions that lead into practices that lead into competitions like everything there's you know like an effect a residual effect and um, the stronger that bond is the greater respect and communication and trust between the two individuals that's what's going to set that dyad apart that coach athlete apart from others um, and i've seen it at meets where it goes the other way where the relationship maybe on the surface was good or strong until things don't go well in competition and then people's like true colors like come out. And I try and keep a pretty even keel. I think my athletes would, would attest to that, that there's not too much excitement, good or bad. But when it's good excitement, uh, you can hear it all halfway across the stadium. Uh, if things maybe don't go as planned, that's, you know, really cry over it uh, some athletes have um, but 
just some just things to think about when you're working with youngsters. Uh, how you work with them, how you talk to them, your mannerisms, like all of those things are going to make a huge difference. Uh, just like mom and dad have shared with me about this little guy being so excited about track and being excited about coming to football practice because we're able to talk about track and um, you know the the effort that he is putting in um, isn't going unnoticed. We're gonna spend a lot of time talking about that at uh, our conference, the convention, if you will, in December in Denver. Really excited that we're gonna be talking about coach athlete relationships and their effects on athlete performances and what throwing coaches, how they perceive these coach athlete relationships, what their thoughts are on, on that. And uh, a lot of it you would think would be common sense, but then again, right, like that's what the research is for, right, to continue gathering this evidence that suggests, um, you know, I don't want to say without a shadow of a doubt, it's not a wrestling, um, uh, it's not a wrestling promo here, but um, two athletes with equal abilities, pretty close equal distances thrown, at least in track. The difference in performance is going to be uh, the strength of the coach-athlete relationship. How well those two individuals trust each other, how well the coach trusts the athlete, how well the athlete trusts the coach, and that everything leading up into that point. Now, sometimes athletes, you know, sometimes there's bad days, or sometimes there's things that might not go as well. Does that mean that the coach-athlete relationship is bad? No. Just means that there something happened that day for whatever reason um, that the athlete did not perform well. It, it happens, right? Everybody, everybody has off days. But if you have enough good days, and if you have enough um, good performances and good training sessions built up, there it should minimize or reduce the risk the opportunity of having bad days or poor performances. That's just my two cents. That's what the research suggests as well, so maybe it's two and a half cents. Um, just something to think about with coach-athlete relationships and the spoken word and how much our conversations mean to the athletes you know, when we engage with them uh, in practice. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferno. Have a great day.